0: Proclaim the word. Be persistent, whether it is convenient or inconvenient. Jesus ends his gospel today by saying, Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, he will see to it That justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? There's an ancient document called the Letter to Diognetus. Letter to Diognetus. They don't even know who the author is, but it's from about 130 AD, so early second century. And what's great about this document is that it talks about the early Christians talks about how they're similar to the pagan Romans, but also how they're different. And one of the lines says this, speaking about the Christians. He says, like others, like the Romans, they marry and have children, but they do not expose them. They share their meals, but not their wives'. So, the author is saying the Christians are different. He says, one thing, you know, they're monogamous. monogamous. Um, but also, they have children, but they don't expose them. Do you know what that means? To expose a child, what exposure is. Well, it meant that if the Romans didn't want their baby, they would just put the baby outside, the newborn expose them to the elements, whether it was the cold or the heat. Oftentimes there'd be wild animals, dogs, or whatever that would devour the newborn baby. And the Christians, they didn't participate that. They didn't do that with their children, obviously. In fact, they would actually go around looking for those babies that were just left outside to die. They'd pick them up. They'd care for them. They'd raise them up. They'd adopt them as their own. The Christians were different. But can you picture that? The brutality, the barbarism of just leaving a child out, probably crying to death, helpless, innocent in that way. How crazy and barbaric that is. Except for the fact that Our society, we do the exact same thing. We do the exact same thing. Yes, we call it reproductive health or terminating a pregnancy. We have so-called doctors doing it in so-called clinics. But it's the same thing, the killing of innocent, defenseless human life. Now, there are very difficult situations and a lot of fear surrounding unplanned pregnancies. And some of us may have been directly involved with it. As a church, we have great ministries to help with the trauma of abortion. There's always healing and mercy. There's always mercy. But we cannot ignore the horror of abortion. We must face it. Many people don't actually know the reality of it. Watch the movie, Unplanned, about Abby Johnson and her conversion. Or watch the movie, Gosnell, about the abortionist in Philadelphia. Or just go to a YouTube search and search dilation and evacuation abortion, and you will see how barbaric it is. And yet, election after election, roughly 50% of Catholics vote for candidates who will support abortion. Unlike the early Christians who went around saving babies, we have Catholics supporting abortion, or at least enabling it to continue. 50%. Imagine how Jesus feels. See Jesus here with his sacred heart, his most sacred heart being pierced over and over again by his so-called followers, his so-called disciples, continuing the assault upon his little ones. Catholic politicians like our president, celebrating their Catholic faith at the same time using it to justify their pro-abortion stance. They'll say, I'm personally opposed to abortion, but, as a Catholic, I oppose abortion, but I'm not going to impose my beliefs on anyone else. That would be like living in the early 19th century and saying, I don't believe in slavery, but you can have a slave if you want. I don't believe in stealing someone else's car, but you can steal someone else's car if you want. I don't want to impose my beliefs on you. That sounds ridiculous. No one would ever say that, would they? To say I'm personally opposed, but to still vote for candidates who support abortion is a schizophrenia, believing one thing and doing another. Simply put, it's cowardice. What good is it to be a Catholic if we don't actually live our faith? What good is it to be a disciple of Christ if we just confine our faith to an hour here on Sunday mornings, if our faith makes no difference in how we live or how we vote? What is the point of it? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? This past June, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Unbelievable, right? I never expected it. How many of you actually believe that Roe v. Wade would be overturned in our lifetime? I believe it was all those prayer warriors over the years. Imagine all those rosaries prayed. I don't know, I would estimate it probably into the billions of rosaries that were prayed for the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Well, the Lord heard those persistent prayers. And as you know, now the issue returns back to the states. Who we elect, who we put into office matters now more than ever. We have the possibility of saving lives. We can protect the God-given right to life in Minnesota. That wasn't even a possibility a year ago. It was unimaginable. We can protect the unborn in Minnesota. My friends, you are Catholic. You are disciples of Jesus Christ, his followers. That is infinitely more important than what party, political party, you voted for for the past 50 years. Forget about political parties. Look at the candidates. Are they protecting the little ones? That is what matters most. If you don't have the right to live, if you don't make it out of your mother's womb, it matters little how great the economic policy is, how great health care is, or how great the education plan is. Without the right to life, there are no other rights. I know some of us might be a little uncomfortable here. I know I've pricked some consciences, but that's my responsibility. To help you form your conscience. We need to change hearts and minds about this issue. And so I thank you for your openness. For the rest of Mass, prayerfully ask the Lord for his guidance in your own heart. Jesus, is Father Nick right about this? Is the church right about this? Lord, soften my heart. I truly want to do your will. Jesus, is this the most important issue? Lord, how do you want me, how do you want me to vote this November? Ask Jesus to guide you. Jesus said again at the end of our gospel, will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. Who are those chosen ones who call out to God day and night? It's the unborn. God will see that justice is done for them. He will take care of his little ones. That isn't the question. He is a good God. The question is, will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith in us? Will he find that we took care and protected the most vulnerable